And welcome back to Moving Forward with Young Voices here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. We are pleased to welcome Hugo Dante to the show. Hugo, great to catch up with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. So uh, I, I, I'd like you to fill in a few blanks for us. At least tell us a little bit about uh, you know who you are. Tell us what you're, you're currently doing. Hey, uh, okay, so I am an associate uh, contributor at Young Voices. I also work full-time in D.C. I'm a banking analyst as well. I work uh, also doing economic research at uh, one of the trade associations here. Um, I also am a full-time PhD student in economics at George Mason, full-time in the evenings. I also work during the, the day as well. And I also uh, like to opine and write on foreign policy and economics. Okay, well, we've we've got a great foreign policy issue to discuss here. And uh, I I guess uh, just a few days ago, President Biden made history by recognizing the uh, massacre of Armenians by Ottoman Turks as a genocide. Why is that such a huge deal? So this is very important because at least since Reagan, uh, so before that, the first time the U.S. Uh, had find, had recognized the genocide was actually in the 50s uh, on uh, to the U.N. Uh, International, I think it's a human rights uh, council. And then again, Reagan in 1981 uh, recognized the Armenian genocide in a speech. But as the Cold War really started to ramp up, the State Department and then later presidential administrations had uh, stepped back in large part to appease Turkey. Turkey, being a uh, sort of relatively young country, uh, has taken uh, a significant level of offense to uh, any sort of uh, damning, any sort of damning account of the history of the founding of the Republic of Turkey. So as a result, Turkey has always placed a lot of pressure on diplomatic ties for any countries that uh, recognize the Armenian genocide, which by account was instigated in large part by the young Turks, who were also the seminal founders of Turkey. Wow. They were the ones who uh, succeeded the Ottoman Empire. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And the, I mean, the genocide happened both under the Ottoman Empire, but then also subsequently uh, with the young Turks as well. Wow. And something that's interesting is that since Reagan, every presidential administration until Biden had tiptoed around the issue using uh, Turkish talking points, calling it an atrocity and avoiding it. And to an extent, it's it's driven by strategic convenience, right? Like Turkey was a critical uh, NATO uh, ally first in the Cold War as well, like having a very strategic position uh, pretty much on the front uh, with uh, the Iron Curtain, with the Soviet Union. And then later on as well, uh, like in part with the U.S.'s engagements in the Middle East, uh, Turkey has a lot of bases. There's a lot of importance for that. But and like uh, as as someone who understands both economics, uh, I in general, it's it's possible to understand at times the importance of strategic convenience of pragmatism. But the issue here is it's there's a point when pragmatism becomes soulless. And in this case, the U.S.'s failure to recognize something that was a clear atrocity. And not only that, the genocide that uh, in many ways preceded and uh, was was almost foundational for the subsequent uh, like ethnic killings and genocides that we saw later on in the 20th century. I mean, there, uh, I mean, systematic killings, a lot of the same tactics were used by the Nazis uh, with, of course, the Jews and other ethnic minorities in Europe that were 
systematically kill them in millions and millions of people. And we saw the same as one and a half million Armenians, which uh, at the time that was that led to the reduction of the Armenian population by, I think it was around 95%. So when you have this large segment of the population has been touched by the genocide and for generations, there's been a failure by the U S administration to recognize this. And by the way, it's not, we're not the first to, to have, finally come to our senses. I mean, Europe and France have done this like decades ago. Europe did it, like, I think, somewhere around 20 years ago. France continues to reaffirm it as well. Uh, it's, it's, there, there comes a point when this, is, this had to be done, and I'm just very thankful that we finally did it. I mean, it's, there, comes, there comes a point where you need to just stop capitulating and realize like, you, have, you have to stand for something, right? Like pragmatism is only useful when you have some objective that you're going through. But at this point, it almost seems like our denial of the genocide was soulless. Well, there's... I have this perception that right now there's there's a good portion of the world that is struggling to remain tethered to reality. And and I say that not because, you know, I see the, everything that they don't. I'm just saying there are there are political forces, there are, are narratives that we are supposed to believe and and this is true I think in every country. This I don't think it's just, you know, between um, you know, Turkey and Armenia and Turkey and the rest of the world. But Politicians will tell us with a straight face the sun is not shining when it's noon, when it's brightly shining outside and expect us to believe it. And and like you say, some people are pragmatic enough to know, well, this, you know, this politician's my meal ticket. So I'll go along with what what they're saying. But um, I it, it's interesting how we struggle with the truth, even painful truth, you know, as, as witnessed by, you know, did, did the war between the states happen? I see people tearing down monuments and statues as if you know it never happened it was, you know we can't even acknowledge it why not learn from it and why can't the turks learn from from this absolutely and i i guess like one of the most encouraging parts that i i gathered from the administration's recognition of the armenian genocide it's it's sort of a departure from where it feels like uh, general society has been trending at least since 2020 towards we've been trending towards a, a sort of callousness when it comes to approaching contrasting sides and uh, like the divide like where uh, we will have like the political right and the political left uh, just sort of looking at any hurt or discomfort and all around the world. And feeling no sense of humanity or decency for others and understanding the atrocities that uh, were committed both at the hands of the Ottoman Empire and later by the Young Turks to the Armenians and recognizing that and accepting the historical accounts, the historian uh, consensus at this point that it was truly a systematic genocide is, is important. Because like we, it's it seems like we've treated uh, everything that goes on in this world as a relativistic, like moralism, the truth, like your truth is your truth, right, right. and everyone has different truths. Like there's relativism everywhere, and at least here, there's almost like the dying gasps of some sort of moral absolutism. So I'm like almost encouraged to see the u.s show at least a little bit of a semblance of the soul that biden was talking about when he's talking about trying to reclaim uh what is it uh, uh fighting for the soul of america well i mean I, I guess we have a soul now so what's what's the likely fallout obviously president erdogan was not happy with this um is there any way that turkey is going to turn around and and you know 
want to to save face can can is there is there a way they can retaliate i mean they can they can complain quite a bit but turkey's lost a lot of uh, political capital that they've had in the past, right? So at least like in the U.S.'s case, they've been a pretty poor ally, especially recently, right? And, like there's several examples of this, like going back to the Iraq war, like Turkey refusing to allow uh, troops to use as staging and to using troops to deploy to Iraq via Turkey. Uh, that undoubtedly caused logistical issues and undoubtedly cost American lives. Then recently in Syria, uh, the Turk Turks using American-made weapons to attack the Kurds. Uh, that's another issue. The Kurds are allies critical in the fight against ISIS. And the Turks cynically uh, ignoring any complaints and demands from the U.S. and attacking our allies anywhere and committing atrocities. And then finally, uh, very cynically, uh, especially like given the past of Turkey, uh, supporting Azerbaijan in the war for Nagorno-Karabakh, where... Um, they provided they sent in syrian jihadist mercenaries and provided weapons and aid to azerbaijan in their war against armenia and uh this is a war of course that we've we've seen especially uh as uh journalists have uncovered there are a lot of there there is uh, targeting of civilians of churches uh this is a very very violent violent conflict and it led to a lot of civilian displacement, a lot of harm. And Turkey had a role in this. And uh, but not only that, I mean, Turkey's losing political capital on the uh, on the global scale as well. It's been antagonizing its neighbors. They're popular in the Arab world, but uh, they've been trying to join, trying to break into the EU for a long time. And but they've been antagonizing the Greeks, and then with Europe disputes over uh, rights. Uh, over uh, like sea rights and uh, it's just their their political capital at least with the west is declining substantially as a result while it is likely that they i mean they've they've already put up a bit of a fuss uh it it seems to me that their fuss is a bit more muted than i guess it would have been historically given that i think turkey is recognizing too i mean they're sliding into sort of an economic crisis erdogan's losing power as well uh there's only so much that they can do uh and i think they recognize that we are up against the clock. Hugo, where can people access your work? Uh, you can find uh, my pieces. I keep a running list. Uh, actually, I found out Muckrack actually keeps a, okay. uh, a pretty good list of all of the pieces that I've written. I, I thought that was interesting, but uh, I guess you can see uh, I've got some work in the National Interest, the Hill. Uh, I've got a piece in Town Hall and a couple other places. So, And look me up on Twitter as well, uh, Hugo Dante Jr. 